Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. This podcast is for you, and I welcome you to come as you are. There is no judgment here, just folks doing everything they can to stand in their power and show up every single day. So if you're looking for inspiration, welcome. If you're looking to level up or to make a change or you just need a minute, welcome. And if you're looking for some perspective on your circumstances, either personal or professional, well, that's my jam. No matter why you're here, I'm glad you are. And this message is for you. Welcome to my village. Welcome to this week's episode of the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Laurel Rutledge, and I am, I don't even know how to say how excited I am to have the Anna Deshawn on this week. Y'all, this is going to be great. So we are going to talk about the stuff that she is doing in media and the stuff she's doing to lift up a community that is the marginalized of the marginalized many times, um, but how she's not taking that as something to just sit in and just be angry about, but to move forward and to really make an impact on the community. Plus, her movement into this media space and her vision to do that, you'll know I'm all about perspective and about vision. She had a vision and she took action and she made it happen. So Anna, welcome to the Rutledge Perspective. I am so happy to be here. Hey, we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna have a good we time. Are. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It means a lot. Absolutely. Thank you. And I, you know, I I met Anna at officially met her, like in person met her at the Black Podcast Festival um in Philly this year. But before that, I was doing my podcast. I was on IG and she actually reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, would you mind listening to this podcast? I'm like, absolutely. And it y'all is fire. So you have to go listen to our podcast, but I want to start here. So maybe tell people, you know, in general, kind of what you're doing now. And then we're going to back up and talk about how you got there. A hundred percent. Did we meet, we met at Black Pod Festival and then we met at Afros and Audio, right? Or did we just meet yes. at Afros and Audio? Okay. We met at Black Pod Fest kind of like um in just Atlanta. virtually and then we met okay at, yes in Atlanta and then we met right. right in person in person at Black Podfest. I mean yeah Afros and Audio. Okay, very good. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um all the conferences, y'all. Y'all need to Yes. <laughs> all Because I think we actually spaces. met in Nicole's session in at Black Podfest. In Nicole's session right. in Atlanta. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Because we love yeah. Nicole. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what am I working on right now? Right now, I am working on preparing to drop our first slate of podcasts from the Cube, which is exciting. Um, yeah. Our Cube original content, where we tell the stories of race and sexuality, mm-hmm. and that's taking all my energy on top of you know everything <laughs> else. Uh, but yes. my focus is really on creating some great content out here in the world. And I know that that is the best entryway for us to build trust and brand yeah. awareness around the cube, which will then in turn create more listeners and generate more revenue for what we're building. But I just, in my gut, I believe it starts with our content. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. uh, about the cube originals we're dropping. So that's where my head is at. <laughs> I love that. So, so t- tell people a little bit about one about the cube and then about cube originals, like tell people what that is. hundred percent. So right at the heart of it, if you take a peek today, 
um, you know, Pod News, I believe they reported between Apple and Spotify, yeah. they're hosting over 4 million podcasts. And we already know yes. that number continues to shift. If you look at podcast index, whatever, let's just say there's 4 million out here and let, let's not get into how many are active. Let's just right. start with <laughs> the, there's about 4 million out here in the world, right? If we look at the top 100 list of podcasts, though, mm-hmm. you can go to top 200 lists. Yeah. There's only a handful hosted by a Black, Indigenous, or a person of color period. Yes. And I, the other day I looked, there were four, right? Mm. How can that be when the data yeah. is telling us that 43% of creators are, are BIPOC and 43% of listeners identify as Black, Indigenous, yes. or a person of color? There's clearly has been a lack of investment in the mm-hmm. podcasting space when it comes to people of color. And I want to change that with The Cube. I believe that we can. And mm-hmm. The Cube is, it's a podcast production company, And we're also a platform to discover the very best BIPOC and queer trans people of color podcasts in the space. And I'm excited about what we've started to build and take to the world. I'm excited about dropping our web application um, in December before the end this year ends in December. Uh, where people can begin finding this content. We've accepted 94 podcasts into the platform. That's exciting. And um yeah, so that's what the Cube is. And then the Cube Originals are our podcast. So mm. we're looking to create a directory where people can find the best. You know, my goal for the end of 2023 is to have at least 500 in our right. platform for people to discover content across yeah. all categories. Mm-hmm. And our Cube Originals are our creations, telling the stories mm-hmm. of race and sexuality. That's really where my heart is, is telling mm-hmm. LGBTQ stories for people of color perspective. And so our first one is going to be Black HIV in the South. How did we get here? Oh, that's good. Yeah, right. So that one's going to drop on February 7th, that which is Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day. Mm-hmm. And that story really organically formed as I had the opportunity, my Queer News podcast mm-hmm. membership funded me to go to San Francisco and cover the 35th anniversary of the AIDS Memorial wow. Quilt, which was mm-hmm. a big surprise. That's a whole nother story, Laura. Right. Um, <laughs> but it was a pretty amazing thing. But I got there and I met Jada and Dwayne, who work with the AIDS Memorial Quilt and specifically mm-hmm. um, the Call My Name Project, which seeks to honor Black lives who were lost to HIV AIDS. Right. Came to understand the epidemic that is still very real in the South when it comes to Black folks and HIV. And as someone mm-hmm. who does, has done work in the LGBTQ community for years, didn't have the depth and breadth and understanding of just how bad it is. And mm-hmm. my first question was like, how do we get to this point when yes. it's something so very preventable? So mm-hmm. we had the opportunity to interview so many um, leaders in the space. To, mm-hmm. to bring awareness around this. I want to do a, a bigger piece uh, around it. And, um, you know, creators, we can't stop. But right. there's right. more to say. <laughs> but it's going to be a four-part series uh, in February. I'm really excited yeah. about that. Um, I, we got a lot of key originals, but I'll highlight the yes. next few. is um, The next one will be Polyam Chats. Okay. It's hosted by a Black queer triad here in Chicago, Small World Collective. Mm-hmm. And they talk about polyamory, but also... Mm-hmm. All the stuff that ain't the cute stuff. You know, people want to focus on the right. sexual partners piece, but let's talk mm-hmm. about managing calendars. Let's talk about right. breaking up with other people. Let's talk about new relationships. Let's talk about jealousy. Yeah. Let's talk about like mm-hmm. what this really is. And if right. this is a relationship love style for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk about how so many people 
are in non-monogamous relationships and they just don't know it. (laughs) So what does it mean to be in in an intentional non-monogamous relationship? And at the end of the day, what I know to be true is that it's a whole heck of a lot of work. Okay. So, (laughs) you know, you know, do you, I think it's an, I think it's a wonderful I think they do a wonderful job of telling the story and, right, I'm, and right. I'm excited about that. And I think they'll open up people's eyes mm-hmm. um, so that it's not as this polarizing thing, but it's for yes. them, it's a space of liberation. Yeah. Uh, and I love their, I love their frame of thought and, and how we are presenting uh, mm-hmm. polyam chats to the world. So that's going to be the next one to drop. And then we've got second Sunday, mm-hmm. which man, this is the first one I had thought about. And I thought it'd be the first one to come out, but, Second Sunday is mm-hmm. hosted by Esther and Darren, and they okay. are talking about what it means to be black and queer in the black Christian church. And there is so much to be said uh, about our experience mm. in the yes. black Christian church. Yes. And there's a lot being said in this podcast. Yes, <laughs> um, I bet. So there's a lot to dig into with that. And so that that's the next one that'll drop. And then we're doing an audio drama, which I'm mm-hmm. so excited about, hosted by, uh, written, co-written by Experience J and okay. uh, Imani. And it's a coming out story. It's it's a coming out story. It's also a struggle story. It's also a church mm-hmm. story. It's also a very real story for many people. And mm-hmm. I personally love audio dramas. I think that they... Yeah offer a beautiful gateway into podcasting and audio listening if you are yes. not an audio listener but you mm-hmm. love drama like audio dramas are a yes. great way to introduce people to the medium and to the applications where they could tune in and all those good things so i'm excited mm-hmm. about that and then we got our educational piece which was really born out of conversations with our q podcasters we've accepted mm-hmm. into the network they wanted some educational pieces so we've got the lost and found for podcasters hosted by dj tracy trees and okay. we leverage our partners as our guests to talk about monetization uh, promoting your podcast on social mm-hmm. media, how to be a better podcaster out here in the ecosystem, a better interviewer, oh, yeah. all those good things. So that's the loss and found for podcasters. We got a lot of other things we're working on. Also yeah. going to start ex- listening to pitches from other people who want mm-hmm. to be a part of a Cube original. But I'm excited about our first slate and yeah. what they'll do out here in the space. I love that. Just and as you say, so much going on, right? The head is just moving all the time. And and it's and we'll dig into that too, because I think when we talk about, you know, perspective and taking action and getting things done, that whole decision process around what goes first and prioritization and getting organized, that's real. That struggle is real, especially when you're creative and there's so many things you want to bring into the world. It is real. But one of the where I want to start, which I knew this was going to happen when we had a conversation. I knew. I knew it was going to happen. Um, so you started talking about, you know, all of these shows that you have and and this whole vision of, of media. And in your bio, you say, you know, you've been in media forever. It was something that was your passion. But I remember your story when we were in Afros and Audio, you didn't immediately, immediately start in media, like in front media. It was like behind media, right? So tell us a little bit where that started, this whole media thing. It started when I was a shorty. I, I wanted to be Robin Roberts, period. Oh, I wanted yes. to I wanted to do play-by-play announcing and sports mm-hmm. commentary. And that was the that was the path. That was the road. That's what I went to college yeah. for. Radio TV mm-hmm. production. Big ups to Drake University. That's what I went there to study. And I got in front of a camera. It was cool. But I realized quickly, it really hit me during that time that I did not mm-hmm. look like the people that were on television. Mm-hmm. 
as a masculine or center woman, they we aren't on television. <laughs> it's just right. like there's no right. I don't need to make it cute or anything. It's just the fact. It just is. Yeah. It just is. There's a certain look that people mm-hmm. have for mainstream television. Mm-hmm. And I was not that look. I also wasn't that big into makeup and all these other things, mm-hmm. societal mm-hmm. things that are are seen as almost required yes. for being on yes. mainstream television. Yes. I got an opportunity to be on the radio and turn on Tom Joyner in the morning during my undergrad. And, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is it. Uh, <laughs> people would call the station. They would say they loved my voice. And they were so happy I was on doing the weather and the traffic. Yes. And I was like, I can sit here and still talk to thousands of people and have on my sweatpants. And no one has yes. to be concerned about what I look like. Right. That was my real moment where I was like, this radio thing is probably a good angle to go. Mm-hmm. I did. I went on to get my master's in communications and organizational communication. And then when I first left school, I ended up with an opportunity to do webcasting. And when mm-hmm. I was in my master's program, I really got turned on to how the internet was going to be a vehicle for broadcast. And this right. is this y'all, this is way before anybody knew what the world, right? What the world, okay? Um, no yes. reason to put out numbers or years here, uh, but right. it was like just no, just know my first job we was using real player, legit, okay? okay. That should put some context. And so, yeah. I and so I started producing webinars, that's what that was mm-hmm. my first job out of school. And my mother would say, oh, She just plays on computer computers, I don't know, but she got a job, you know, so like yes, that was exactly like, that was the space I was in. And then you know, the economy tanked, ended up getting another opportunity at a virtual events company doing webinars. And this was a time when no one had experience in it. And I had experience. Right. So it was an easy win. I took a big pay cut because the economy had tanked, but I needed a job. Right. And I ended up staying there for four, 13 years, 12, 13 years mm-hmm. in various positions, management, sales, customer service, all the mm-hmm. things. And it was, it was behind the scenes, but it was everything because I was yeah. still very much so in the communication space. I was still very much so in the broadcasting space. I was doing something we were doing. We were producing some of the biggest online broadcasts in the mm-hmm. world. And I really mm-hmm. mean that in the whole wide world. Yes. And I started my radio station while I was doing that job. So I started E3 radio in 2009. Mm-hmm. And so it was a passion project the entire time I was in my corporate career. And it, mm-hmm. and it, it crossed over. Yes. Uh, we're doing broadcast on the internet and for work. And I was doing broadcast for the internet, you know, in my personal life. And it was yes. a wonderful entryway to create space um, for me and my community that wasn't regulated, where I didn't need a yeah. whole lot of overhead. You know, mm-hmm. it, the internet made things accessible. It made the world small. Yes. I could connect to big names on the internet, send a DM and magic would happen, you know, right. and, and things were changing. It was a time when things were changing. And so, yeah, that did. I started behind the scenes and yes. producing and yeah, I just couldn't let it go. I just never let it yeah. go. And so yeah. we're still here. Well, and what I love about that story is, you know, there's so many people that, that go one of two paths, right? There's those folks who are like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And they do a multitude of things. And so for those of you listening, just understand the average number of, of changes in major is three. That's average, right? So a lot of people say, oh, I don't know, kind of find it, you know, as you go along, or as you say, you just got to get a job, you do what you got to do. And then you figure it out later. But then there's a percentage of people like you who are like, nope, this is what I want to do. And they find it and they get in it because they've also done the work to say, what is it really? And as they dig in, just like you did, you're like, you know what, but that in front of the camera, 
that's not really it, but look how much power I can have behind the scenes, right? Look how much learning I can do and how I can translate that. And so, and sidebar, I cannot believe that you talked about being on the Tom Jordan Morning Show because I remember you from Tom Jordan Morning Show as a Texan that always listened to <laughs> Tom Jordan Morning Show. Like, what a minute. Oh, I oh never you didn't hear that connection. Oh, no, no, no. You didn't hear me there. So here's the beautiful part about radio. It's so magical. Yeah. All the all the all the people who turned Tom Joyner on when they did, yeah. they're all local. The yes. traffic's local, the weather's local. So I was in Iowa. So oh, people, okay. uh, people in Des Moines would hear me. <laughs> if someone in Chicago heard somebody else, you in Texas heard somebody else, but we we're yeah. all on the same time because we all on Tom's time. Yeah. So yes. when the when the show takes a break, everybody take a break. Everybody around yes. the country is taking a break. And that's really the that's I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. How yes. How it works. How it works. Yeah. Well, and 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 it's funny because I was traveling a lot during then too. So I probably did hear you when I was in Iowa. You might um, have hundred percent. Totally possible. So it so you know, when I think about what you said around audio content, right? And and creating a space for people to get interested in audio. Um, and and we think about the internet as an information delivery system. Um, like I heard someone, I'm thinking about deleting my Twitter account, right? For a number of reasons. And I saw someone post about it not too long ago that said, you know, I know there's a lot going on, but there's so many people who get information from Twitter, not the crazies, but, you know, journalists will see what's trending on there. There'll be, there are some people who are having real deep conversations on Twitter. So don't, you know, don't just completely go away just because, you know, that all that nuttiness is happening right now. But what it also led me to believe, and based on what you're saying, or lead me to think based on what you're saying is this whole medium of, of audio is actually coming back. There's nothing new under the sun because I am a serious like person and serious radio person. Mm-hmm. What's on number one selection is radio classics, like stuff from the 40s and 50s, right? And there was a difference in being able to act on audio than there is now because there's some new stuff that's audio dramas. And there is a distinct difference in the quality of the acting of those folks versus the quality of folks who didn't have television and they had to learn how to act when all you could hear was their voice. And so when you talk about bringing this audio to people who may not be big in a podcast or may not be thinking about audio as a medium of entertainment, audio only as a medium of entertainment, what perspective are you coming at to get people to think differently about audio as a true first stop? for entertainment as opposed to television. We have to make it accessible to people. Mm-hmm. We, and to your point, audio is definitely not new. Audio was the first, right? Yeah. But then we get infatuated with television as we should. It's so captivating. Pictures are captivating. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's an opportunity for us to bring audio to people who ought not be doing video while they're driving. As we know, then like the number Hello? one place that people intake podcasts and audio is when they are driving often yes. to work and from work, right? But we also have mm-hmm. found that people who really enjoy the medium listen at home while they're cleaning and doing yes. the dishes and doing all these other things. We just have to bring it to people. One way that mm-hmm. I plan on bringing it to people is through creating intimate listening experiences mm-hmm. with silent headphones. That's an initiative we're going to take in 2023. Oh, yeah. We're going to go around and do a cube tour and these activations where we can bring it to the people in a way that is cool and fresh mm-hmm. and coupling it with really great content. Yeah. I also think that people want content that looks and reflects them. 
People want a culturally mm-hmm. aligned content. And for mm-hmm. a very long time, and still today, the investment has not been in black and brown and people of color. And so if right. I'm talking about my community, I'm not surprised they are not intaking audio because it's not right. being marketed to them as mm-hmm. a medium that is for them. And the data right. shows us, right, Edison did their uh, yes. research about black mm-hmm. folks. They would all be listening more if there was more content by black folks yes. for black folks. In every mm-hmm. single category, they would be listening. They don't mm-hmm. know where to start. They don't know where to listen. They don't know which app to download. And these are like real challenges for them. Mm -hmm. We -hmm. make it easier. They will listen if we make it for them. And so I think that that's our opportunity here in this moment, because during the pancake, I'm sorry, the pandemic, right? I call it the pancake, pancake, y'all. All All right. So during the the pandemic, people had nothing to do. They had nothing but time. And they, and they learned about podcasting. People created more podcasts during mm-hmm. the pandemic because they want, had something to say. And more people were listening because they wanted to hear what people were saying. Yes. And and, they, and there was nothing on television. Okay. Right. <laughs> and nothing. It's a, nothing. And, I, and there's a desire to want to learn. There's a desire to want to understand different things. But audio makes it so you can just take it in. There's no mm-hmm. need to, for you to talk or add commentary or be insecure about asking a question right. or anything like that. You you can truly just listen. And there's something mm-hmm. for everybody. I think that's really a beautiful part about it. Right. Well, and, and I call it the Rutledge perspective for a reason, right? And so mm-hmm. it is so important to, to really take in as many different perspectives as you can, even those that are different from yours, right? Because how do you know what your real perspective is and what your real opinion is. If you've never heard anybody else's, if all you're doing is parroting, right? What other people say. And one way to really form your own foundation and your own perspective is to listen to a bunch of different stuff, right? Um, Even the stuff that makes you really uncomfortable. And so as you talk about, you know, the platform that you built and the shows that you're bringing and the communities that they're going to be highlighting and the the challenges and, and topics that are hard, what's going on with HIV in the South is hard. It is difficult. It is caught up and wrapped up in the disparities in the healthcare system. It is wrapped up in our shame around having those conversations. It is all the stuff, right? Just about, I'm a big believer in therapy and heaven forbid you talk about therapy sometimes in black communities, right? Because baby, all you need is Jesus. Well, I need him. Absolutely. And I need my therapist because guess who gave the skills to the therapist? Okay. Let's just, let's just be honest. And so when you think about all of this content that you are creating and your, your personal journey and your desire to really uplift and help and support the community, tell me and tell the folks who are listening, who may be, may have an idea in their head or something they want to do that is not necessarily, um, I won't say it's not mainstream because I, I think LGBTQ, if it's not mainstream by now, it should be. I think it's always been. We just refuse to to think about it. Many, many people refuse to think about it. But if they've got an idea that they're thinking, well, people are going to be offended or my family's not going to understand or this is going to be really hard to talk about. How do you get to a place where one, you're like, I am who I am. And so this is this is just who you're going to get. But also this is about education and uplifting and showing the value of everyone who may just have a different perspective. How do you get the strength to, to just do that in the face of what in 2022, I think is still some really unfortunate headwinds. It's taken a lot of time Mm. and I'm grateful. I've had the time to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I know so many people who they didn't have the time 
right? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. they cut their time short because it was too much to deal with. I'm, yeah. I'm grateful that I have a supportive family that accepted me for who I am, mm-hmm. despite their religious beliefs in the face of their very religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a very mm-hmm. religious family. I, I can recognize my own privileges in that way mm-hmm. because it is absolutely a privilege that I have those things. Mm-hmm. And all of those things helped me to be able to show up today as my 100% authentic self. Yeah. Because you need time to figure it all out. You need yeah. time to understand that you can be a Black queer woman in America and be okay. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I was a leader always. Mm-hmm. And it was very clear that there were spaces that wanted me to be Black and, and leave the queer stuff at the door. Okay, we ain't got yes. time. This is not the queer space. Right. We okay with you, Anna. Let's not talk about being okay with the critics. We okay with you, Anna. Yes. But this is about Black people issues. Mm -hmm. Being in LGBTQ spaces, often, you know, white, this -hmm. is not a Black space. We are talking Mm -hmm. about LGBTQ issues here in this space, Mm -hmm. right? So there's been many times in my life where a piece of me had to be left at the door. And then you... I'm like I said, I'm just grateful for the time. Yeah. To have time to figure it all out where I realize I don't have to do that anymore. And so much of it comes from having to be in a closet and not mm-hmm. being your full self. So when you compartmentalize who you are for such a long period of time, you realize that yeah. you compartmentalize a lot of other things in your life and your identities yeah. is just one of those things. And Therapy saves lives, okay? <laughs> and so yes, it does. Having the opportunity to break all those things down and make the connections, and then you can stop these limiting beliefs and and realize mm-hmm. that it's not it's not you; it's their problem. And right. and you being who you are is 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 enough. Showing up is enough. Yes. And so, for me, when that question comes up, it's it's all of those things, and then also. Mm-hmm. Understanding that I'm standing on the shoulder of some amazing giants. Yes. Right. I study history because I recognize they had it a lot harder than I do. And I have an opportunity to stand on their shoulders and potentially take us to a new place. Right. Mm -hmm. And pick up where they left off when all my identities come together. When I think about the Shirley Chisholm's of the world and I think about the Coretta Scott Kings of the world and the Ella Mm -hmm. Bakers of the world, right? And then I have an opportunity to also think about the Barbara Jordans of the world. Yes. And I, and I put all these people together and I'm just like, I can, I can show up today. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When I think about about Fannie Lou Hammer, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Fighting to just a vote and show up in Mississippi. Okay. Okay. Her house getting bombed. I think I can show up today Uh, and and make a post on some internet somewhere. Right. Or or walk into a room. Right. How, how dare I think I have it. Um, harder or that there's something mm-hmm. that should be stopping me when nothing right. stopped them. And so yes. it is, and not to name all, I mean, I can name so many other people, oh. especially, you know, locally here in Chicago who yeah. fought for rights um, for us to be able to show up in some spaces, mm-hmm. but it is that it is ancestors. It is history. It is time that has gotten me to the place where I can be all who I am. And if you don't like it, that's cool. Ain't got nothing to do with me. Um, that's between you yeah. and your God, not me and mine. <laughs> I, you know what? That, see, mic drop. Because 
because there's so much power in that. So for those of you who are listening to the podcast and are like, well, you know, but that's not me and blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something. This whole idea of bringing your whole self into whatever space you're entering is real. It's real. As a Black woman in corporate America, one of only two senior level Black women in a global company of 17,000, I can tell you it's real. It is real to be able to find a way to stand on the backs of those other people, to stand on the shoulders of their strength, to show up as all of you. And don't get me wrong, we're not talking about you know, not being aware of the spaces you're in and not understanding that there are things that are culturally appropriate or whatever, right? You don't necessarily show up, well, maybe you do today, but you don't necessarily show up in your cutoffs and flip-flops to the opera, right? There's there's some things that are just appropriate for, for, for certain spaces, but you should be able to be whoever you are, wherever you go. And your perspective helps you to get there, right? Your perspective around who you want to be and where you want to be helps you to get there. Your perspective on history helps you to get there. And as you heard Anna say, you know, there is there is privilege for all of us. It is another one of those words that has been usurped for good reason, I must say this time, around some things. But each of us who is standing without major issue has a level of privilege. And to acknowledge that and then use that to lift someone else up is kind of what we're here for, at least in my perspective, is what we're here to do. I'm just saying. It's bigger than us. Oh, it's so much bigger than us. I think that capitalism <laughs> will have you always saying, I and I did this and it's for me and I deserve this and I deserve that and et cetera, because this uh, capitalism thrives off of competition and someone yes. winning and someone losing and someone getting mm-hmm. more or someone be able to get more because they have more. Right. It just That's right. how capitalism works. But from where I said, capitalism hasn't served the people that I love in any shape, form or fashion. Right. And the cap- capitalism has served those in the one percent. And so when mm-hmm. I think about the opportunities we have to raise up the other 99 percent. Yes. That work happens when you leave the ego at the door mm-hmm. and you embrace a we like a community of and when you commit when you embrace culture and when you embrace the yeah. intersections, I tell people like culture mm-hmm. exists at the intersections. It's not just right. being black. Is right. I'm black from the south side of Chicago, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Right? Which well, is like, different. It's right? different. It's different. You black from Brooklyn. You you yes. Latin. You know what I'm saying? From Miami. Yes. You yes. right. You're Latin from Texas. Like yes. Are it's different. Are, is are you know? It's different. Are you from the Bay? Are you a person of color from the Bay? Like. Right. Who you are, these intersections, that's where culture lives. That's where the beauty mm-hmm. of life is. That's how we uplift each other. Everybody can do their part. Yeah. Like everybody can be a hero in your own world. You know, social media wants to put everybody out. Like if you got 200 followers and you ain't like, like you ain't making an impact. Come on. Yeah. You can have a hundred. Because if you got one person and, in that 200. You understand? Who, you yeah. Can have, you can have a million followers and have two likes on a post. It has nothing uh, to do with your impact. No. The no. number of people following has nothing to do about your impact. We all have an mm-hmm. opportunity to make an impact in our own way, in our own communities, in our own families. Like, yes. our, yo, so many people's work is at home. Yes. Right. Yes. I, I think 
recently, you know, about these the mass shooting that happened at Club Q uh-huh. in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. And and you see these interviews with his father and his mother and you recognize the work was at home. At home. And it started at home. Hate is a learned behavior. Period. Absolutely. Love is Absolutely. a learned behavior. Yes. And you can see yeah. they they are just as guilty yes. as as him as he is for walking in there and changing mm-hmm. those people's lives forever. 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 You know, we mm-hmm. do we need gun control? Yes, we need laws that help yes. to regulate the problems we have today. I'm Absolutely. sure our forefathers did not foresee mass shootings happening in schools because someone had, you yeah. know, access. That Absolutely. this is not the vision. There needs to right. be policies that help protect us. But the work is at home. The work is at the home. The work is at home. It's in our communities. And I I, I just can't. I can't reiterate that enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what's interesting and I think so powerful about what you said is no matter what space you're in, if you're in a corporate space and do what Anna did, right? She had her corporate job, but she started this thing that was her passion project. And you heard her call it her passion project, right? On the side that is now turned into something that is truly, truly impacting. That doesn't mean she wasn't impacting in corporate. Because let me tell you something. Seeing faces that look like Anna, seeing faces that look like mine, seeing faces that look like that Latin woman, that Arab woman who is or is not choosing to wear, you know, a hijab, depending on where she's from, seeing people like that in in spaces that weren't always open and to this day still may not be is impactful in and of itself. Now, it's also a burden or can be because you get to be the spokesperson for everybody else, right? That might look like you, but may not be you because, you know, I'm from the South side of Odessa, Texas, right? <laughs> so my, my vision is different than my cousins who are from Dallas. So, you know, it is, it is, it can be heavy at the same time, the impact can be so powerful because you are dealing with folks that you don't know what happened at home. And you don't know what formed them. And let me tell you, being black in corporate, it needs a whole support group. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I, I worked in tech. Yes. And I also work in broadcasting. These are two very yes. heavily white male dominated fields, yes. right? Yes. And so I was always managing someone who did not look like me and was often older than me. And there was always a challenge around yes. that. And then there was also the moments where you get promoted over. I'm like, yes. And, you know, you're not seen because you're not. I've always led with my work. I don't need to. If you don't see my work, then it's not my problem. That's your problem. Right. 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 And when you walk into a room and you're really the only one of you in a space, Mm -hmm. that invisibility is very real. Yeah. And when you're looking to move up in corporate and find your way, oftentimes you're going to do it with some allies for sure. But you 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 you're carrying in the low for yourself. Yes. And it is not yeah. an easy task to show up it's not. and be your full self in those in those environments. It's just it's it's incredibly taxing on your mental health. It is. And it's that what you said is that visible invisibility. Right. Mm-hmm. People see you because you look different than them, but you don't exist either. Mm-hmm. You just happen to be in the space. But that's why when now, you know, Diversity, equity, inclusion. Now we got to add a B for belonging and all that, which that kind of stuff makes me crazy. 
Because I'm like, you know what? It's really all about inclusion. I don't care how many wait, how many letters wait, wait, you put wait. on. There's a B. There's a P. Oh yeah, there's a how B now. It, belonging. D E I B. Uh huh. Belonging. That's the new one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Belonging. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? If we would just include, because the diversity piece is easy. I can hire a ton of people that look different, act different, went to different school. That's easy. And I can check the box and say, I did it. That's not the hard part. And equity is easy. Equity is easy. You can do that with money. You can do that with office spaces. You can do that with, with policies and processes. Equity is easy. It's the inclusion piece that's difficult. And I don't think about belonging because belonging tends to be personal, right? I either feel like I belong or I don't. That, 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 that may or may not have anything to do with the situation, right? But that inclusion piece, that's where people of, of power and in power in these organizations make an impact on those who are there and those who are trying to serve, right? So it's the inclusion piece that's hard because the inclusion piece means you got to leave your ego at the door. The inclusion piece means you got to be ready to be wrong or at least be challenged and not get all upset about that and discount someone just because their perspective is different, right? The inclusion piece is hard. And that's what I love about what you were doing and about you know, the cube that you are putting together about the original content that you're doing, about having these conversations that may be marginalized because they they are difficult for mainstream to think about. When if we look at history, it's only marginalized because it's always been marginalized, not because it didn't exist, not because there haven't always been people who had different orientations and different races and different marital situations. That's always been around. That's been around for eons. It's just all of a sudden, we've got a certain cultural perspective that says, oh, that's different. And it's so different. And it's so uncomfortable for me. And it's not what it's quote unquote supposed to be, that there's got to be something wrong with it. And I would argue that when you're looking at that, I need you to look at the boulder in your own eye, because that's what I have to do often, right? I am, I am, generally pretty good, but I am not always right. And I like to be the first person to say, whoop, I got that wrong. <laughs> I, was, I was wrong about that. I need to revisit that. And then try to learn because I think the key piece, Anna, that you bring to people is this ability to be safe in their curiosity, right? Come listen to this podcast. Come listen to this perspective of people. Come listen to this original content. Come listen to this drama. Be involved in this audio experience. And oh, by the way, it gives you a safe space to be curious because often we marginalize things because we don't understand them and we don't feel safe enough to ask questions. That's just like we know as Black people, we know when you're asking us about our hair because you're genuinely curious and when you're asking us about our hair to be nasty. We know the difference. We know the difference. Been here a long time. We know the difference. This, what Anna is building, builds a platform not only to promote and support BIPOC and LGBTQ plus voices and spaces, but gives those who are not in those communities a safe space to be curious and to understand and to ask questions. And that is, Anna, that is just, it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. And I don't think there are enough people doing it. Thank you so much. I have never heard anyone say it that way, but I love that. A safe space for curiosity. I love that. If I steal it, I will say. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Laurel told me. Uh, as pinned by Laurel. Uh, right. I love that. Because that's what it is. And I think that's an opportunity that we have with podcasting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also what's always been beautiful about radio. And mm-hmm. why in Black communities, radio was so incredibly important. And the relationships that people yeah. had with their favorite radio DJ, 
lasted decades because yes. there was an opportunity to build relationship, to be curious, to laugh, to be entertained, mm-hmm. to call in, to offer opinion and not be yeah. seen, not be yes. seen. There was something so beautiful about not knowing what your radio DJ looked like because often yeah. it was a disappointment. It was, right. a, it was a disappointment. You said that is not what I thought that person looked like. And maybe right. it should have stayed that way. It should have maybe. <laughs> But you know, we can't get away from short, short right. form video content now. We just can't get right. away from it. So drive traffic right. to the audio stuff. You know, I think that's that's where we're at. That's fine. Yes. I love video. I know. Absolutely. But there was something so genuine when you yeah. are not fixi- fixated on a picture or face yes. of somebody. And we have an opportunity to get back to that. Yes. And there's a yes. wonderful song called Draw the Circle Wide. Mm, okay. And I learned it when I was going to this affirming church here in Chicago called Broadway mm-hmm. United Methodist. And I hate that I cannot think of the writer's name at this moment. He is a guest on the Second Sunday podcast. Oh, great. He's so wonderful. Mark. I believe it's Mark. And I'm so upset. I can't. Mark Miller. <laughs> That's Anna. okay. Send it to Mark, me. We'll put it in the show notes. Mark yeah. Miller. Put it in the show mm-hmm. notes. Draw the circle wide. But when we talk about creating the space, I think about that song often because that is the intent. When, Mm -hmm. as someone who has multiple marginalized identities, Mm -hmm. I go Mm -hmm. into spaces wanting to draw the circle wider because it was not made wide for me. Only those who have those experiences um, walk into spaces and wanting to create that type of change. Um, Only people who know what it feels like to be excluded and on the margins want to bring Mm -hmm. people from the margins inside. Mm -hmm. Right. And and that is how we can begin to break down these big barriers of ignorance and Mm -hmm. chosen ignorance that people have. And this opportunity to, to your point, I love this, create a safe place for their curiosity Mm -hmm. and to hear and Mm -hmm. to listen and not be expected to respond or have a comment about it. But how about we just, we can have an intelligent conversation after you listen to this and you can tell me what you actually think. Yes. I love that. That, and, and that whole idea of intentional ignorance, because in 2022, the majority of what's going on is intentional ignorance, y'all. Let's just call it like it is. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. And sometimes that choice is made out of safety. Yes. But often when it comes to the ignorance and hate that we're seeing that's so pervasive Mm -hmm. in right wing politics today, it is it is they are choosing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, They're being intentional about their ignorance. Um, Absolutely. I mean, the 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 amount of anti-Semitism that is happening right now, the amount of racism and transphobia and home. I mean, it is just. Um, the orange man, because I very rarely ever say his name. Yeah, yeah. Unearthed all of these people. What we all knew to be here. existing still. Yes. They were very much always here. Yes. But they found a leader in the orange man. Yes. And, he, and he was yes. able to unearth all of them. And mm-hmm. right wing politics being what it is, gave him a platform to mm-hmm. push it. And now they can't control yeah. it. And so we, you know, we, we have a very interesting February um, ahead of us. Uh, and yes. You know, when it comes to politics and oh, and yes. everything that's going to be happening, you know, over the next like 18 months, because yes. they they've woken a beast that they cannot contain. Absolutely. Hell, the, the next 18 months, the next, you know, 48 hours, we got Georgia <laughs> tomorrow. The hex. I didn't know. Which I, I try to even... try not to use time too much when I'm doing these <laughs> recordings. But yes, I mean, I mean, 
right? What is happening is so polarizing right now. In it's this so country. polarizing. It, yeah. it, and it, what's interesting is I think, you know, the, the work that you were doing, the work that so many original creators are doing, and that's what I love about being in this creator space, right? And and yes, continuing to work with my my business clients and, and those kind of people, leaders who truly, truly want to make an impact and want to serve and build amazing teams. I love doing that work. That is hard work for me. And this at heart, H-E-A-R-T, not hard, H-A-R-D, heart work for me. And this media thing is also heart work for me because that ability to bring stories forth, to give people space, to create opportunities to learn and to grow and to be curious because you've got to you've got to be humble in order to be curious. And before you come at me with all kinds of crazy opinions, I need you who have read a book. I need you to have listened to somebody else's perspective. Before you stop talking about how, you know, your kids are being indoctrinated, another word you've usurped, how about you actually look and read the curriculum before you say that? Because see, you're not speaking words of affirmation. You're not even speaking truth. And there really still are such things as facts. And so leaders, it is incumbent upon you to speak facts. Now you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. The facts are what they are. And you can choose to use them the way you want to use them, but that that doesn't mean the facts change, right? And so what I love about what you've created, Anna, and what you've done in taking kind of this learning, this corporate space, this this way to build your your skill set and your toolbox and and never lose sight of the purpose that you were put here to do and building this community and uplifting other people you've been able to take take this thing that was traditional right you get out of college you go get a job and and move it into something different and for those who are still in that corporate grind and who love it and who want to be there. And I give you kudos because we need you in those spaces. We need you to keep showing up in those spaces. Help your folks by giving them the opportunity to find and listen to and engage with someone like Anna and like her platform where perspectives are different and you can hear the real impact of the choices that you're making on others. Because I think that's the thing that's missing is that ability to not really acknowledge the impact. Even when there's good intent, there can be bad impact. And so if we can do a better job of listening, actively listening, of opening up the, the, the world to ideas and perspectives, understanding that they are simply ideas and perspectives based on someone else's lived experience, by listening to it, it doesn't negate you. By listening to it, maybe it actually lifts you up. And I think that's what Anna does. I think that's what you do. And I'm so, I am so thrilled and honored that you would be on the show because I, there's so much more I want to talk about. Oh, <laughs> we could so talk all day. We could talk yeah, all so day. We could, we could. And for those of you listening to this podcast, um, we are going to have Anna live on Fireside in 2023. So this year, you're going to hear her Fireside um, live with me. We're going to get to really delve into some, some really deep stuff in a space where um, it's a little bit more interactive and a little bit more uh, free talking. So we're going to be able to do those kind of things where, where it's easier to follow. It's just harder to do that on a, on a pre-recorded podcast. So uh, be sure to stay tuned for those announcements when she's going to be live with me on Fireside on Alignment Vision Action. And we're going to delve into all things podcasting and media and LGBTQ spaces. And we're going to talk about pronouns. We're going to talk about all that kind of stuff. Cause I, I have to admit, I'm one of those people that I don't, I don't, I don't get it. 
I have, I, and I tend to be very, very open and I have a hardest time. And that's what I love about you. You're like, whatever's respectful, that works for me <laughs> because I want to be respectful and I want to respect the folks who truly, truly have a need and a desire and feel a specific set of pronouns. I want to make sure that I am, that I am aligned with that because it is unfair for me to be ignorant and to maintain my ignorance about that. So and one I thing about um, folks who just jumped on the bandwagon, that's what irritates me. Cause I think it, <laughs> it undermines the folks who really, who it matters to. Right. Yeah. I explained to a friend who was also, uh, who's a nurse and was having some yeah. challenging times with the pronouns. And I told her, which resonated. I was just like, yeah. We do it so that the person who doesn't use traditional pronouns doesn't feel left out on the margins. Mm -hmm. So if Mm -hmm. they're the only ones providing their pronouns, then they are automatically the odd person out. Right. That's a good point. And so when we all do it, then we are all on equal footing. And then the person who uses a different pronoun doesn't feel like they have to be the one to say something. We all can be the people saying something. See, y'all, perspective, you perspective. You just might make me go put my pronoun on everything because I don't I'm have pronouns saying, on anything. You know? right? <laughs> That's a really dang good point, Miss Anna. Yeah. It really is. See, this is why you listen to the Rutledge Perspective, y'all, because there's <laughs> always going to be some nugget or 12 that come through mm-hmm. that are going to make a difference for you. Well, Anna, thank you. Thank you for being my guest. Thank you for being open. Thank you for what you're doing to lift up our voices and to get us heard and to give us space in this in this space that, you know, takes our listening time, doesn't have a problem doing that, but doesn't necessarily uplift our voices. And so I appreciate all that you're doing. And I appreciate your time being here on The Rutledge Perspective. Hey, glad to be here. Thank you so much, Laura. This was a good time. I look forward to it our fireside. It's going to be, that's the only thing that's going to be lit. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be yeah. great. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Rutledge Perspective this week. I'm going to have all of Anna's information in the show notes. So be sure you check that out. Go check out all the content that's coming your way from the Cube. And also check out her new program that's going to be coming, her new audio drama that'll be coming out. Um, I'm going to be listening for that too, because I love a good audio drama. So be sure you're tuning in. And as always, I appreciate every download, every listen, every like, every comment. If there's something specific you want me to talk about, let me know. If there's someone specific you think I should interview, let me know that too. And I'll be sure and reach out. Thanks again. And we'll catch you next time. Take care. Bye. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and for connecting. You can find previous episodes of the podcast on my website at laurelrutledge.com forward slash podcast. You can also find me on social media at Laurel K. Rutledge and or The Rutledge Perspective. And I'd love your perspective on the things we talk about. And if there's a specific topic you want me to cover, just let me know. And please share this podcast with someone in your village who may need this little piece of perspective today. And if you're so inclined, I would really appreciate a five-star rating and review on the platform of your choice. Apple Podcasts and Spotify reviews are particularly helpful. Thank you again for listening. Take care.